everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, Sam Yates. We promised in a previous episode that we would return to Indian River State College, and we have returned, and we have with us once again Andrew Treadwell. Andy's the president of the Pruitt Campus. Uh, Andy, I want to thank you for being here on our previous program and graciously agreeing to be back for another episode. Well, Sam, an alumni like you, uh, absolutely anytime you need something. And uh, we're always uh, privileged to have you back here at Indian River State College, uh, especially on the Pruitt Campus here in Port St. Lucie, Florida. You know, one of the things that uh, I think is important uh, with the high schools that we have throughout the region, you're a conduit for those that want to move from high school into that college setting without having to move away. Right. And Sam, that's a great point. You know, Indian River State College, uh, over our history, we've been three different things. Indian River Junior College, established in 1960, your typical transfer institution. Your first two years here, your, your upper two years at a public university. And then in 1972, we became a community college. So we became the area's comprehensive uh, training and workforce service provider across the four-county service region. Well, about 2008, we, we got our uh, authority to do baccalaureate degrees, and that's how we became Indian River State College. But all the while, we've our bread and butter has been how do we help those high school students, whether it be quick training to go right out into the workforce or uh, get earn that degree and transfer on to somewhere else, or now even transfer within here to, uh, to IRSC and get your baccalaureate degree with us. Some special programs then for the high schools or a high school region in particular? I will tell you, dual enrollment is one of our top programs here. And for those who may be unfamiliar, dual enrollment is that ability for a high school student to take a high school class at the college that is a college class. So our faculty would teach it. They were they would earn dual credit. You know, They would get credit in high school and they would get credit for a college class. And we have a charter high school uh, down in Martin County. It's the Clark Advanced Learning Center. Yes. And they do a tremendous amount of dual enrollment there. Uh, 70% of the graduating seniors walk away with their Associate of Arts and their Associate of Science uh, before they get their high school diploma. So we, we, we love dual enrollment. It is Florida's version of free college already. Um, because it doesn't cost uh, parents or students a thing. We work with our school district partners. And I'll tell you, Sam, uh, IRSC does the most percentage of dual enrollment as a large college in the state of Florida. Well, you hit on the word large college. And I think that if we take a look at IRSC, you are growing to be that big college atmosphere. We are. We are. Uh, you know, the Treasure Coast uh, used to be a little bit of a sleepy community, but it has awoken. It is a giant. Uh, as South Florida continues to, to grow north, the Treasure Coast is growing with it. Uh, Indian River State College is doing the same. I'll tell you, on a, on a, on a good year, we're serving about 30,000 students annually. Uh, COVID has taken those numbers down a little bit. But we continue to try and do things to show up on the map to make sure that people are aware of Indian River State College and, and what we have to offer. One of the areas that uh, I didn't discuss with you in advance, so this may be totally off base, but uh, that is in the area of law enforcement. You have a very, very outstanding law enforcement training program right down to having a track out of uh, uh, near the old, uh, the original campus out on Kirby Loop Road and uh, the You've forensic center. And uh, that, uh, that area used to be my 
hometown growing up uh, area. So when I occasionally visit there and hear those tires squealing and I, I know exactly the type of training that's going on, <laughs> it saves lives, but it prepares those who want to go into the area of law enforcement with a career path. Uh, Sam, uh, south of Glencoe, Georgia, we probably have the best uh, public safety training center uh, in, in, in the region, certainly in Florida. It's the Treasure Coast Public Safety Training Complex. It's an 11-building, 53-acre uh, complex that sits right next to our main campus, a little bit between the main campus and the Pruitt campus here in Port St. Lucie. And we do. We train all of the law enforcement. We train all of the, the um, EMTs. We train all of the fire district uh, folks. Uh, it, it pumps out people who are on the front lines of service and, and first response. Homeland Security. You have a reputation also, and that's another topic we didn't touch on, but Homeland Security. If I travel in the United States, there are a good chance that I'll meet someone somewhere and say, I'm from blah, 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 and I mentioned Indian River State College, and a couple of times folks are like, Homeland Security, you have an excellent program. One was in Virginia, and the other was in Indiana, and they were aware of how you are tied in with the various Homeland Security, outstanding programs. Well, Sam, we, we work very hard at Indian River State College uh, when working with federal agencies on grants. It's one of the things we pride ourselves in. I mean, essentially, we're a, a, a grown-up community college that has two National Science Foundation regional centers on our campus, one in uh, nuclear education and training, and then uh, one in optics and photonics. But you're right. We've had a great history with the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, we've done everything from working with folks on um, bomb training to dog sniffing. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security is here a lot. They do a lot of training. We work with different federal agencies. We work with military um, one of my favorite stories, we, and I can tell you in the president's office, we got some calls about this the next morning, but uh, we had a, a special ops training exercise right before uh, the United States military had gotten bin Laden. And this was, you know, they flew in and the choppers landed, uh, had a training exercise with the, the various SWAT teams. I believe the, the Port St. Lucie Police Department SWAT team and the Fort Pierce Police Department SWAT team were the quote unquote enemies that night. But uh, a really neat exercise where they flew in, dropped guys in, special forces did their job, and then they were gone. And uh, uh, believe me, some of the neighbors the next day were like, what, what was going on? <laughs> well, sometimes you can't tell them what is going right. on. And uh, I, I came this close to mentioning something I should not have mentioned that uh, one of my DOD pals uh, told me about, and he is not in the country uh, has not been in the country for a long time, but it was uh, his career path that he came here to take some courses, so I'm glad I didn't go there. But, uh, <laughs> you, but you do have a reputation for that. The other thing that you have a reputation for is sports. Swimming, yes, but you are a growing sports program. Sam, we, have, uh, we hold currently the longest collegiate national championship streak in the nation, which is uh, fantastic, our our men's and swimming, our, our men's and women's swimming and diving programs are elite. Um, they have won. I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here, but I want to say that the men have won 51 straight national championships, and the women have won 47 straight national championships. And these are NJCAA uh, swimming and diving national championships. But we're so proud of what that program does year in and year out. These are uh, young people who go on to swim at the 
most competitive universities in the nation. Uh, they also swim in the Olympics. So it's always fun to see Indian River State College represented uh, nationally and internationally. But, but yes, our sports programs are also growing. Uh, since Dr. Moore was named president, uh, he said, we're going to make an investment in these programs. Uh, we've got a number of, of baseball players who go on to play in Major League Baseball. So we're working on some new facilities there. Uh, coincidentally, Frank Torrey Jr. is our head baseball coach, so that's uh, Joe Torrey's nephew, and uh, he's doing a tremendous job with that program. Our softball team has won national championships, and they continue to play at the highest level. But uh, right now, I'd say that our men's basketball team holds the candle. They are number three in the nation, uh, the NJCAA rankings. Last year, they, they went all the way to the Elite Eight uh, before they were they caught up with a loss. And they lost every member of the team but one. So they're back to being number three in the nation. Coach Charlie Wilson and his team have just been outstanding. They are a, a joy to watch. Now, I know my mother-in-law is a great basketball fan. And uh, when she comes to visit, I will make sure that I tell her that uh, she can see some excellent basketball here at Indian River State College. Get her out of the house uh, for a while. I'll get you two tickets yeah, yes. for midcourt there, Sam. <laughs> but, uh, you know, overall... Uh, when we paint a picture of Indian River State College, uh, it's a glowing picture, but yet you still want to grow the campus. You mentioned COVID uh, has taken its toll on enrollment. What's happening to bring more student visibility uh, to more students? Well, Sam, a couple of things that we've been working very hard on, especially in the age of COVID, right? Um, you know, everybody is treating this a little differently at this point. So all we're doing is, is, is trying to show students we want to engage with you. So our, our president has made some, some uh, special investments into areas like uh, you know, food and dining areas. It, it looks more modern. We're taking all of our libraries across all of our campuses, and we're going to turn them into learning commons where you know, people can spread out. They can work in groups. They can feel comfortable. It's not just how many books do we have right. anymore? It's, is this a space where I, I feel like I can learn either individually or in a group setting? So we've worked very hard on that front and we continue to do so. Um, but from a programmatic standpoint, we're also always evaluating what our programs are, how do they align with the community and the workforce needs? That, that is where we have to deliver. Uh, our, our universities are always gonna be our, our development of thought leaders. But our, our colleges, our community colleges and our state colleges like Indian River are where the rubber meets the road. We're developing the workforce. So we are continuing to boost those programs as much as we can. Let's, let's touch upon what to many people is a path from uh, what used to be called vocational education in high schools into some of the specialized programs here at Indian River State College. Uh, I believe within the last year an initiative was launched to make sure that there are trained technicians of a variety for our local and our state and national workforce. Well, Sam, that's, uh, I'm glad you bring that up. Um, I, I've got to praise our local legislators. They really came home uh, in the most recent Florida legislative session. Uh, they finished off a special project that was uh, $10.6 million they brought home that finished our $23.3 million advanced workforce training complex. Uh, this facility is over 50,000 square feet, and it is going to be home to exactly what you're talking about, you know, our old industrial skills trades, which, 
you know, aren't what they seem anymore. There's technology integrated into everything, but this is going to be home to welding. It's going to be home to HVAC. It's going to be home to a lot of electrical systems, um, some manufacturing. This is where we need people. Um, One of the things that's exciting about developing this new training complex, however, is that these students had been in some of the oldest facilities we had at Indian River. And, And if I'm a young person, I'm already a little hesitant. Where am I going with this? There's a little bit of a stigma, even though there's a lucrative career behind some of these skills trades. Now we're going to put, you know, for lack of better terms, we're going to make this sexy again. And it's going to be fun to have students come out, work with their hands, understand that there is great jobs in some of these fields. And then, you know, if they're some of the best, which many of our students are, they may be out in the industry for a while, then decide to come back to us, get that business degree, start their own business. So it's all tying together. We really have it all at IRSE, and uh, I'm, I'm extremely proud that we're focusing a lot of our efforts in some of those trades and quick training. And I, and I have to say, uh, when you talk about being lucrative, as an example, because I have clients within multiple industries in the electrical contracting industry for as an example uh, home electrical uh, where you're going in and troubleshooting where you're going in and making repairs and uh, running some wires you're not out in the elements Uh, one of my clients uh, is paying in the 70 to 80 thousand range for electricians and up so it's not uncommon when you see these trades uh, currently not being able to find folks and they're still paying seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 and up that uh, we should see some increase in student enrollment just to fill those areas. And there's no shame in not having that college degree, but you know there probably is a lot of shame in not being able to have a skill at all and and irsc fills that void right absolutely sam and and again this is all about how do we relate to potential students how do we relate to to even non-traditional age students who might be interested in coming back you know maybe they've been a a restaurant server or been in the gig economy for a while and and it's just time well these are great opportunities to get quick training Uh, we have tremendous apprenticeship programs you know, we have to stop selling it as, you know, these are trades and you don't want to work in trades because it's not as good as a college uh, college degree because you're right. There are many times where I'm going to play a, pay a whole lot more money happily for a plumber or an electrician than I would an attorney or, or a doctor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you touched upon some areas there that uh, I want to once again ask if you will come back uh, allow us to get together again and talk about some of these things when it comes to the trades the business school uh, when it comes to uh, the lifetime learning there are lots of other programs that are going on here that people don't know about so can we schedule something again for the future sam absolutely Uh, anytime that i can give to you i'm happy to do so and i'm also happy to set you up with folks like dr moore our president who i believe your listeners would absolutely love to hear from. Uh, Dr. Patty Gagliano is our Dean of the School of Nursing, and she could really share uh, just a wealth of information about the nursing industry in general and how and why we need to make some changes now to be able to address the shortfalls. And then uh, the workforce area is also important. We have some some good folks at the college who could share uh, on that front as well. I look forward to making that happen with you. So, Andy, thank you for being here. 
And I want to say we're going to have Andy back at some point in the future. And in the meantime, thank you for joining us here on the Great American Senior Show. I'm Sam Yates, your gray-haired host, and that's the way the program ends. <laughs>